Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair, and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection and prayer for Sunday the 28th of February, the second Sunday in Lent. Today our reader is Ruth Cantley, and our hymn is sung by Patricia Hunter, accompanied by George Knight. Gathering God, our rock and shelter, we are here to meet with you. Jesus Christ, our shepherd and guide, we are here to learn from you. O Holy Spirit, our way and wonder, we are here to be led by you. reading this morning comes from Mark's Gospel, chapter 8, and reading from verse 31. Jesus foretells his death and resurrection. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with the disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, Everyone must decide whether they will walk in the light of creative altruism or in the darkness of destructive selfishness. How we live our lives and walk our journey reflects directly on the integrity of our faith and our belief in God. The integrity with which we live our lives is displayed through our actions or our inactions, and is played out through our impact on those around us. I was reminded this week of the integrity and faithfulness of Mary Jackson, one of the first inspirational female black mathematician and engineers for NASA. Mary Jackson, Catherine Johnson and Dorothy Vaughan were brought firmly into the public and world eye through the 2016 book Hidden Figures, 
which was written by Margot Lee Shutterly. The book journeys and explores the hardship, the segregation and the blatant sexism that inherently filled the institutions and much of public life in the 1940s and much of the 19th century too. It was only last year that NASA named its headquarters after the dedicated work of Mary Jackson. In doing so, it brought to light again the dedication and the integrity with which she and many others worked. Continually pressing against a system that preferred male and white, she and colleagues persisted for equality, breaking many barriers and opening up opportunities for African Americans and women in the field of engineering and technology. The dedication of the women in the field, including Mary W. Jackson, and that building dedicated in her name, which appropriately sits on Hidden Figures Way, is a reminder of many of the creative and talented professionals that have helped make history and advance technology. They could have kept quiet and kept their talents hidden, instead persisted for what they knew to be right and true, and made a better, more balanced world filled with integrity through their dedication and their strength. Integrity is one of those capabilities that is looked for in the lives of others. And I like to think it was partly that which brought people like Mary Jackson to the fore, identified by her colleagues, along with her academic ability. We expect to find integrity in the people that we place our trust. The medical world, vaccine scientists, the police, politicians, the list could go on. The recent headlines of political wrangling in Holyrood only serve to highlight this for us. Yet this is something that applies to each and every one of us. In our ever-increasingly ever sceptical world, we look for proof of integrity. We don't employ anyone without seeing their credentials or obtaining references. In days gone by, jobs were offered on the nod if you knew the family. Today, we seek proof of employability, integrity, even citizenship. I often wonder what would have happened if Jesus had employed a modern interview system for gathering his first, first disciples. Who would have given them references? Who would have been on the interview panel? Instead, Jesus sees a possibility and integrity in them. Integrity is also costly and is not often an easy route either. It means to adhere to sound moral principles, honesty, and to have that quality of being unimpaired. To live a life of integrity is what Jesus calls his disciples, of course, to follow. Jesus and his disciples in this story have just left Bethsaida and healed a blind man. Now they are on the road, journeying towards the villages of Caesarea Philippi. The disciples are still full of questions about Jesus and his identity. Jesus, of course, then sees this as an opportunity to teach them about the future, to prepare them for the coming events surrounding his death and his resurrection. 
as Jesus continues to unfold the hardships and the difficulties that he will undergo, we can understand the feelings that Peter and the disciples must have had, the questions racing through their minds. They had found a saviour, one who is going to lead them to victory, who is going to challenge the unjust practices of Rome and religion, only now for him to dash their hopes. Is it any wonder that Peter takes him to one side, as if to curtail his teaching and his explaining? He is scaring those listening to him. Hardly the most inspiring and encouraging of leadership speeches. Jesus shows in his human life what integrity looks like. When his disciples could not face the fact that Jesus talked about sacrifice and death on the cross, Jesus held to the path. When Peter and the disciples, standing for all of us, expected a cheap, easy, pain-free success over all the problems and calamities of life, Jesus, with integrity, reminds them that life is not always like that. Now there are times when a price has to be paid, sometimes a great price, in order that good might come. This passage from the Gospel is perhaps the most direct statement of Christian discipleship anywhere in the New Testament because of its directness and extremeness. The cost of following Jesus is often self-denial and the pursuit of something better for his sake, and Jesus makes it clear that we must be prepared to sacrifice our way of life for the gospel. To do less than this is not only a failure of discipleship, it's a failure of life itself. Maybe this sounds a bit too extreme for us. Integrity is following Jesus' lead and to the best of our ability, and to make decisions and to act in a way that reflects God's love for us and for all people, God's acceptance of us and for all people, God's desire for abundant life for us and for all people. This is not the same as forgetting about ourselves or debasing ourselves. Suffering should never, ever be justified but instead reflecting God's love for the world. It is also learning from the integrity and the courage of others, like Mary Jackson and so many more. Integrity may not be achievable all the time, but it is what each Christian aspires to every day of their lives. How are we, as the people of God, the body of Christ, the Church, focusing on divine things rather than human things? How are we making cross-carrying easier for our neighbours? To be a follower of Jesus Christ is to lose our life to worldly things and to take up something other. That something other is the integrity of faith that calls us to stand up for the persecuted places of our world, to cry out with those in pain or distress, and to share with those who have nothing to encourage all lives and be filled with hope and light, now and into the future. Amen.
Let us pray. O God of all creation, who called every being into life, who is mindful of humankind in all its diversity, who embodies us with dignity, who opens the way for us to live lives of integrity, granting different gifts and different talents to shape life in this world, where we face lack of understanding and the rise of conflict, hatred, and violence in life, experienced in so many places. In prayer we bring to you the pain of the victims. We pray too for migrants who are forced to flee, to seek security and safety. We pray for those offering aid and help. Particularly at this time, we pray for those helping the poorest deal with pandemic conditions in inhospitable climates and countries. O God, we ask for your Spirit to unite us. Wherever fear prevents us from caring for our neighbour, from meeting people of different ethnicities, cultures and faith communities with respect, and in prayer we bring to you the brokenness of human relationships. We pray for communities of faith across the world, to live lives of integrity and love, and that our politics around the world will look to support one another. O God of all creation, in Jesus Christ we are reconciled, and so we ask for your uniting spirit to help us to overcome all our divisions, that we may live in peace and work together in caring and healing your planet. Through all of our prayers, we pray for integrity of life and faith in ourselves and those we love. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Send us, Lord, nourished in faith, encouraged with hope, fed with your good news. Thank you for joining with me today for this time of worship. And now, may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you, and all those you love, this day and every day. Amen. <laughs>